So what we're going to do is we're going to be talking about friendships. You guys have your study sheets. I want you guys to get into some small groups real quick. And I want you guys to work through these verses. And I want you to, underneath the spaces for each of these verses, like for example, you have Proverbs 17, 17 and Proverbs 18, 24. I want you guys to just go through these verses and I want you to write some very simple observations about what God says about friends and about friendship. So we'll read this paragraph and then I want you guys to get into groups and you can just do the groups right around you. That's completely fine. I just want you to read these verses and I want you to make some simple observations and we're going to come back together and talk about it all together. All right. So let's read this paragraph. So outside of the family unit, the next most influential relationship are your friendships. Those that we make close bonds with often shape who we are and what kind of person we will become. Many times you don't even realize how they change us. Friendships are made through common interests, similar goals, shared values. And there's a whole bunch of verses that you could look up that talk about all of that. Consequently, your closest friends reveal the true pursuit of your heart. Because the Bible says in Matthew 6, 21, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And so I really want you guys to think about this. I want you to think about the friends that you may have had in the past. I want you to think about the current friends that you have. And I want you to even think about the friends that you want to have in the future. Because I think most of us, I would say by and large, we've been burned by people that we have called our friends before, right? I know I have. And yet there are some people that have stuck close to me and they've been truly my friend. And we've talked about that in the past. And so I want you guys to take a look at this because oftentimes our definition and the wisdom that we think that we have about friendships is completely off compared to what God has to say. So we're going to take a look at the book of Proverbs right now. You guys are going to spend maybe five, ten minutes max kind of working through these verses, just writing down some simple observations about what God says concerning <laughs> friendships. All right? So go ahead and break up. Do that. I'll let you guys know when you got about maybe a minute or two minutes left, and we'll come back together and we'll talk about it. I know that was not enough time, but that's okay. We'll start working through some of this stuff. Get some of your observations. Okay. All right, so there's a couple reasons why I wanted to go this route. First of all, this was very, very simple. Um, all I did was I opened up Blue Letter Bible on my phone or on my iPad. And if you don't have that app, it's a great app to download. It's, you can just search for BLB in the App Store for both Android and Apple. It's a great app to download. All I did was look up the word friend in any form of the word friend out of the book of Proverbs. And I found out some great nuggets about friendship. Now, there's other verses in Proverbs that talk about friendship, like Proverbs 13.20. A lot of people quote, that he that, will, that walk with the wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. That's a great verse. But the word friend does not show up in there. So I wanted to stick specifically with verses where it talks about friend or friendship. And these are the verses that pop up. So let's kind of work through these. Give me some of your observations and things that you can learn from God, nuggets of wisdom that he's given you about friendship. All right, first one, Proverbs 17, 17. A friend loveth at all times and a brother is born for adversity. And this would be the class participation portion. Yes. Friends will be long-suffering with you and they'll care for you even through uh, hard times and stuff. And a brother, though, he can teach you. If, like, if you're going through a really hard time, usually you go to family. Mm -hmm. Because they're literally, like, when they were born, they're, you, as a family unit, you're kind of born to go through hard times together. Yeah. Good. Good. Well, 
Okay, so I'm kind of taking this out of the next verse too. Yeah. Proverbs eighteen twenty four, where it talks about like a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Yeah. So I just thought of that like in a brother's born for adversity, your brother in Christ or your sister in Christ, that's your family and God. Mm-hmm. I mean, they should be as close to you as your real family are. Sorry. Um, it just, you know, I think that could also mean a little bit of that yeah. too. Yeah, that's good. And think about this from this perspective. So you have people that say that they're friends, but yet you're going through a very difficult time, and then they don't show up. Or they just happen to be friends with you only when it's really convenient for them. Is that true friendship? No. Because a friend loveth at all times. That's a very important concept that I want you guys to really hang on to. Because there are people that you might be a friend to, that you really don't love them at all times. Like you only really care about them because of what they might add to your life or how they might make you feel at any given point in time. But someone that stops, like I've had a friend of mine, and I, I've even shared testimony to this one before. My best friend growing up, um, you know, we got to our senior year and he just stopped being my friend. You know, things changed in his life. He started to get attention from other girls because he lost a whole bunch of weight and girls started taking notice of him. And he stopped being my friend because he started hanging out with a lot of the cool kids and ended up going and partying and drinking and sleeping around and doing all that stuff. He was my friend since fourth grade. So, I mean, that hurt. And that, was, that hurt deep. I still, to this day, am his friend. Because I don't care what he does to me, I still think of him very, very highly. And I have great memories with him. And if he were to ever call me and say, hey, man, I need you or I need some help or what do you think about this, I would gladly answer the phone and I would hold nothing against him. And I would try to help him. But it's not reciprocated. So he's not really my friend. You know what I mean? So that's the kind of stuff you need to think about. What kind of friend are you? What kind of friends do you really have? Because sometimes when things go really south in your life, you find out who your friends really are. Because a friend truly loves at all times. No matter who you are. No matter what's going on. No matter how far you fall. So that's very important. All right. We already talked a little bit about Proverbs 18.24. Any other observations with Proverbs 18.24? Or did Emily steal your guys' thunder? Yeah. Okay. You got another one? All right, let's have the same go first, and we'll go back. So um, so the first part of the verse, um, a man that hath friends must show himself friendly. Yeah. So this one's kind of self-explanatory. If you want to have friends, obviously you have to be friendly, but it also goes for our testimony towards loss, mm-hmm. towards lost people. If we're not with our own friendships, mm-hmm. friendly or keeping a good testimony towards each other, why would lost people look at us? and want to be friends with us or even open a door yeah. to talk with us. And then the second part, uh, and there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. I know we mentioned that is like Jesus. And yeah. yes, Jesus does stick closer to a brother all, all the time. But what we really thought was Jonathan and David. Hmm. Yep. Jonathan was closer to David through his life than any of his brothers. Yeah. And so even like in our youth group, we can be, whether it's sisters in Christ, brothers in Christ, we can be closer than family and we not that we should be, but we should try to be. Sure. We should build relationships in here, friendships yeah. in here. That's good. Are just as strong. That's good. I can help with those relationships. Mm-hmm. <coughs> All right, what's we got? Want to add? That was it. Okay. So he stole your thunder. Uh, All right. <laughs> yeah, Jordan. Uh, this is a bit off, kind of off topic. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I always wonder, every, even what if someone were your enemy? Or someone enemy and trying to stop you, no matter what you do. But even 
even though he's evil, you're still friends with them since they helped you. That they helped you a few times, a few times as an ally. Does that make them your friend or an enemy? What does that count? Well, I think it kind of goes two ways. One, they're really not being a friend towards you in that moment. But it makes me think of the example that Jesus Christ is towards us. Because um, he, the Bible says it very clearly in the book of Romans, how he died for us when we were still his enemies, while we were sinners. And so being a friend, it is never conditioned upon someone else's reaction to who you are. And we should be friendly to everyone, regardless of who they are. Because we never know what God is going to use in their life to possibly use you to bring them to Christ. So even if someone is spiteful towards you or is very hateful towards you or is your enemy, that's no reason to be treating them as if, you know, like you're an enemy back at them. Um, because God died for his enemies and he's the example that we're to follow. So um, I think that from our perspective that it's always right to be a friend and it is never, never right to be someone's enemy. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, that's what I think about, and mm -hmm. it'll be nice to have a. Yeah, I kind of got the idea for my video games, and you know, a villain becoming a, a villain becoming an ally to a, a villain becoming an ally to a hero seems like it'll be a nice little, nice. It'll be seems it'll be a little bit nice. Yeah, it's just it's just my opinion. Yeah, no, I hear you. All right, what else? Anything else from that verse? <laughs> Okay, so a really good one that I also don't want to pass up is that some of you guys might struggle with um, having friends in your life. Uh, that's common. Not everybody has the ability to just make friends quickly with people, and maybe that's something that you struggle with. Well, one of the things you can pull from this verse is that he that hath friends must show himself friendly. Now, this can come up in multiple different ways, but one of the things I want you guys to think about is the way that you carry yourself and even your countenance towards other people can be very, very inviting or not so much. People might be afraid to approach you because of the way that you carry yourself or the way that your face looks or the way that your attitude is for on any given day. So if you really want to have friends, some of the things you might have to just change is just you and just start noticing some of the things that you might be doing. Um, so, and, and the other side of that too is the people that often are not very friendly are thinking very, very much about themselves and not about other people that they are so consumed by their own circumstances, they're not concerned about the people around them. So they're not asking people questions about their own life and what's going on with them. Because I've never been in a circumstance where, I mean, very rarely, unless someone's just in a very poor attitude because there's other things that are ticking them off in life, which is totally possible, where I've walked up to somebody who I don't really know and I ask them a question about them or about something they're doing and they're not willing to talk to me about them and their life and what's going on. Like, very simple. I was at the dentist's office yesterday and there was a guy who sat down on this chair that had one of those portable like massage things and it was kind of going up his back and he turned it on and so I just sat there and I'm like, so how is it? <laughs> like that's all I asked him. He's like, terrible. And I'm like, really? And he said, yeah, this is horrendous. He's like, now we have this thing at home and he started telling me like all this stuff about massage chairs and, and, and did he ask me any question about me? No, not at all. But you never know where that kind of conversation is going to go. He has his kids there, and who knows what kind of doors it might open for me to invite him to church. In fact, I even got in there. I'm like, hey, we were on a missions trip to Mexico last October, and I sat in a $7,000 massage chair. And I'll tell you what, that thing, see, he never knew. I'm just, so I had the chance to just even get in something spiritual with a guy who probably doesn't go to church anywhere about a massage chair. 
Like that's, <laughs> you know what I mean? So these are some of the things that you guys just need to think about as you're working through things in your own life and as you guys are growing up. All right, let's move on. Proverbs 27, 6. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of the enemy of an enemy are deceitful. Absolutely. Anything to add to that one? Go ahead. Um, well, it's kind of like what you just said. Yeah. But um, I really like the verse before it. Um, and it says, open rebuke is better than secret love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Jack. <laughs> All right. That's pretty much what they just said. Okay. Real friends rebuke and dead Yeah. Yep. Good. Noah. I just think back to what you want to hear. Real friends will tell you what you don't want to hear. Yeah. That's why like, when you go to somebody for like advice on an important topic, you don't go to the people that you like usually hang out with the most that you're most comfortable with because they'll just tell you whatever you want to yeah. to agree with you. And that's deceitful basically. Yeah, that's good. And think about your own lives too. How good of a friend are you? Have there been people in your life that you know that you should talk to them about something that you're kind of concerned about, that you see them kind of going wayward in their own life, but you've never been willing to risk maybe your friendship by talking to them because you actually care about them? I mean, think about that. I mean, God is one of the best friends in the world, and he's written a book that is two-thirds negative. <laughs> when you read the Bible, this word, this word, all these words come against me every single day. Most of it's negative, but that shows me how much God loves me because he doesn't want me to stay where I'm at. He wants me to improve, and he wants me to grow in my relationship with him. So just something to think about. All right, um, let's see here. We don't have much more time. Let's see. Um, Let's do Proverbs 17, 9. He that covereth a transgression seeketh love, but he that repeateth a matter separateth very friends. Good. Uh, I had said for the first portion um, that, like, when you, like, hide your sins away from friends, like, you don't want them to judge you for what you've done. Mm-hmm. So that was that part. And then the second part, um, like, hiding your sitting away from your friends like for a long time like it pushes you away from them because then you're not being like minded with them yeah so that's a good application yeah Yeah, that's good anybody anybody else want to add something yeah no no you said you're scratching again okay my bad sorry yeah that's good and when it comes to these sorts of things Like, let's say a friend has offended you and wronged you in some way, shape, or form. If you've dealt with that with you and your friend, don't ever bring it up again. Because if you actually love them, you'll cover it, and it's over. You don't bring it back up anymore. There's a lot of people like to hold grudges. That is not healthy. So deal with those things and deal with them the right way, biblically. All right, so just a few more notes because we got to go. Um, but Proverbs 14, 20, 19, 4, 19, 6. So basically, the premise behind this is that the rich have many friends, but they're not their real friends. So that's kind of the whole point. Is Yeah, everybody wants to be the friend of someone because they'll benefit them. You know? Like if someone were to come through, like give me someone that you know is rich and famous, whatever. Everybody loved him before he was, but they didn't want him to be. There. Yeah, exactly. They yeah. Didn't want him to give them something. Trump. Yeah, that's what she just said. Yeah. Yes. Or what about Donald Trump? Uh, you know what? That's a great one. 
let me give you let me give you another example. So growing up, uh, growing up, one that at least in my generation, and I know Jamie can attest to this too, is LeBron James. Because LeBron James, when we knew him, when we knew him, he was just a kid playing basketball for a high school team that was phenomenal. But once people started getting his attention, then all of a sudden, then he got the attention of a lot of different people, a lot of different girls, a lot of different people that wanted just to you know, use him for his money. I mean, all sorts of stuff. So just think about that. And so um, the poor is even hated by his own neighbor, but the rich hath many friends. All that kind of goes, goes together. And uh, it's much better to have very few friends that are genuine than to have a lot of so-called friends that aren't actually really your friends. So think about that. All right, and then lastly, Proverbs 22, 24, and 25. Make no friendship with an angry man, and with a furious man thou shalt not go, lest thou learn his ways and get a snare to thy soul. So this kind of goes hand in hand with the Proverbs thirteen twenty. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Like it or not, who you hang out with, you will begin to emulate in your life. You will. You guys need to be careful with that. And some of you guys have learned that. You know, you've learned that from the people you hang out with, you start to take on their character traits, their interests, their likes, dislikes to be accepted in their group. So you just need to think about that because some of you guys have, and I think some of your testimony, you've chosen some unwise friends and it's led you down some paths that you shouldn't have gone. So just think about that, especially you two back there. Jack. Hey, if I never met Jack, I would be like, I hate them. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I would be weird and awkward. And yeah, annoying. Jack is like turning like all the Northwest people into Jack. <laughs> <laughs> well, Audrey's like, please make it stop. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, so here's the thing. So the Bible does talk about that Jack, specifically, growing into Romans eight twenty eight, is predestined to be conformed to the image of Jesus. So eventually, Jack will be like Jesus. So just wait a little bit. <laughs> And then become like Jack when Jack becomes more like Jesus. <laughs> okay. All right. So, one last thing. If you guys want to dive a little bit deeper on the back guys back of your guys' study sheet, there's two different examples. You have um, you got two different examples. You got Jehoshaphat and Ahab and Paul and Barnabas. Now, if you have some time and you would like to read through that, you'll find out that Jehoshaphat and Ahab. It was a very poor friendship. Jehoshaphat was a guy that loved God, served God, did all the things that God wanted him to do. But Ahab really tarnished his relationship with God. And so that's something that was a negative impact. Because Jehoshaphat was friends with Ahab, there were certain things that became consequences in Jehoshaphat's life. And then with Paul and Barnabas, they were very close friends, and they ministered and served together, and God did some great things with them. So that's a kind of a positive and a negative example you guys can take a look at when you get some time. All right, next week we're going to take a look at how to resolve conflicts and issues in relationships. So this will be a deep one, but it'll be a good one. So we'll talk about that next Wednesday. All right, let's go ahead and pray, and then we'll get out of here. Anybody want to pray? Close this out for the evening. Anybody? Anybody? Timmy? Good. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. I just thank you so much for the ability to come to church and gather together. Lord, and just learn more about you. Just thank you for the lesson we learned tonight and gathering Pray that everyone here got something out of the lesson. I pray for uh, opportunities to be headed back to school tomorrow and throughout the rest of the week. Lord, and I just thank you so much for everything you do for this church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Jack, you going to Derek's church?